Is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. We've got a uh, we got a champion here. So for people listening on the West Coast, it's a little past three a.m. Uh, where we are based at, and uh, hey, there's a champion. Probably still and man, partying. Of course. Yeah. I mean, listen. Did you see the crowds at that Rams championship parade? My God. I mean, you could see them for miles. Dude, you upon saw all miles. Those, you saw all those tumbleweeds uh, with uh, Aaron Donald jerseys <laughs> Ooh, on. Man, just <laughs> a, a packed packed house uh, to see uh, you know L.A.'s new superstar. Team. Team, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you, you guys are clowning on it right now. And we, <laughs> we, we talked to Petros about it. It was a mile-long parade track, which I don't know in the histories of parades. That, <laughs> that might be the shortest I've ever heard of for any holiday or any celebration. That being said, I, I saw some early shots. It looked like it was pretty scarce. But then I saw some stuff later on where it looked like there was more people there. So what was the actual feedback on on who showed up for it um i don't know the actual numbers i don't think we'll ever get the actual uh real numbers it's like you know any sporting event you go to um i just would say there were some shots and some uh some you know uh, nifty camera work uh i still can't figure out why it was why it was at the coliseum they don't play there anymore Uh, so so i i don't get it why couldn't it be at sofa well uh because you know uh the coliseum's uh you know more la uh this is about la okay the coliseum is definitely la yeah cool so then have it so if it's about la have it in front of an in and out or like what are we talking about here like it was it was a it was a disaster long lines Uh, at in and out some natural people Showing yeah. up. Yeah. I, I hear Went you. At least the burger came for the celebration. Yeah, afterwards. won't be a yeah. fake crowd or the fries will get cold, uh, you know, because you'll be waiting around for somebody to say something without I mean, cursing on the mic. That's pretty damning to, to think that any given point in time, there are just as many people in an in and out drive through <laughs> line than there were at the Rams that, championship that Rams parade. championship parade. Yeah, it's uh, look, uh, I just, I mean, it's it's probably easy to uh, to to pick on the Rams. I mean, this is also a team that you know made at uh, a point that don't sell your tickets to Niners fans. Whatever you do, don't sell your tickets to Niners fans. We're not going to get outnumbered at our stadium again. And then they were on a silent count in the second quarter. So I mean, come on, like, what are we talking? About? It's got to start somewhere. Like in Pittsburgh, it started with Mean Joe Green. It's got to start somewhere. And 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 it's like until it starts somewhere, I mean, who better to start with than Aaron Donald? And, and you know, obviously he's not leaving from the sounds of things we'll get into topically speaking. But, why, I mean, sometimes – you have to you have to bring the community you have to you know in business these days like in, in a lot of the classes the the mentorship uh sessions that i have the the one thing that people drive home is co- building your community and and there's something to be said about growing and building and branding and expanding your community and sometimes you know what you got to start with very low numbers and that could even, uh, you know, apply, or maybe it does apply, to a pro pro football team that happened to win the Super Bowl. So the the uh, it's not always about the brilliance of what takes place on the field. It's all about the balance of all the cogs, all of the different things that go into the machine to make it work. That turns out the success. 
And and to me, I think that that's now got to be something that the front office of the Rams are really, really focusing in on. You have a tangible asset that you can now leverage to grow your community. They obviously have to grow their community larger than what it is or pique the interest more of those who are more passive passive fans that are a part of that community. Well, it would also help if you had a couple of politicians who, when they stepped up on stage, weren't wearing St. Louis Rams jerseys. That would probably help, too. You know? <laughs> Come on. There's that's that. not what they were wearing. I, I mean, it, it appeared to be a St. Louis Rams jersey. I mean, oh, God. I, I'm just saying, man. Like, well, at least they didn't have masks on this time, right? <laughs> well, they're, yeah, well, they're holding their breath. Come on. You know the rules out here. <laughs> this, that's, that's how that works with all this. Um, I, you're full of hate this morning, I just, I no, yeah. I just, I like just you know, it just it I was started it off. I hate it on 50 cents to start the show. I, <laughs> just, yeah. I take full responsibility. Here's here's the reality. Look, I, they're they're champions. They won. I feel bad for them not being celebrated the way it should be. Like that's that's the that's the tough part. I think as a as a former athlete, you know, you look at it, and you go, man, all these dudes have been waiting their entire career for this. Now, you know, Whitworth, for example, 40 years old. He's been waiting his entire career for this, finally gets it, and that's the kind of celebration you receive. You know, Stafford <laughs> at 34. Like, you go, through the, you go through all the guys that have been waiting for this moment, and that's the sad part. Like, I kind of look at it and just go, you know, but it, it is what it is. I mean, it's not going to take away the fact that they won. It's not going to take away anything else from it. It's just they're not going to receive in that market the type of reception that you'd get in other cities that are more about football. And, and look, I, I would challenge anyone, like as much as we want to be like, oh, well, there's, there's a demographic that's really about football. And I'm sure that's the part, portion that, that came out. It's just it's not quite the same. The, the, to your point, Jonas, the politicians aren't as involved or as excited about it. You know, I don't think they view it as, as big of a portion of their economy. I mean, it, it was this year because they had the Super Bowl and they hosted the NFC Championship game. But in most years, like they're not going to view it quite the same way. When you talk about smaller cities when, like, football season is – it's a cyclical deal where businesses are thriving off of that or they survive off of that, it's an entirely different celebration than when they have success because those businesses are having success along with the team. You know, the, the longer their season goes into the playoffs and into a Super Bowl, the better they do. There's a lot of other markets where it's like that. And obviously in L.A., it doesn't really matter. You yeah. know, if the Rams have success or not, it doesn't really matter. It's taxes. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah and and um, they don't need the revs they got taxes and <laughs> <laughs> yeah but even even then that's not enough you know right? you're talking about raising the taxes again aren't they? Uh, i don't know that about that there's a lot of taxes they be taking from you i yeah, tell you that it, it, it is uh, it definitely is um now here's the uh so we're gonna like get I'm married in. to la <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> gotta give her hands <laughs> yeah she, and she doesn't care about you mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. and uh you know if you're every you, single time yeah. you gotta have it um, so, look, we're, we're going to get into, you know, the uh, the dirty uh, move by uh, somebody uh, who put, you know, a player who was trying to negotiate a contract uh, in a terrible spot. We're going to get into that here uh, in a few minutes. I, I do think it's worth addressing um, the uh, one of the stars of the parade, Matt Stafford, who is a phenomenal drinker. Uh, but maybe I could tell he's never been in an earthquake because he doesn't know how to handle things falling off shelves. Like oh, I could just wow. tell, well, I could just tell like he's, he's not really experienced an earthquake out here. Or uh, maybe he's, he's very experienced. <laughs> okay, because... Maybe he's too experienced. Uh, all right. So here was, uh, here was Matthew Stafford. Don't dare call him Matt because his wife will throw a pretzel at you at a football game. But uh, here was Matthew Sa- Stafford uh, yesterday, uh, just getting after it at the parade. 
I'm damn happy to be standing up here with you guys celebrating this Come on. Let's go, y'all. I'm going to bring a little Southern hospitality to this. I appreciate y'all so much. You guys have been unbelievable. Unbelievable all year. And you know what? We appreciate you. <laughs> All 30 of those people. Yeah. Uh, what time did you start this? drinking? Uh, oh, who cares? I, I just the, the whole played out like cigar slash tequila. It seems like it, it was almost throwing shade at Burrow and, and Tom Brady a little bit, right? Like yeah. Burrow's like made it like a meme of himself, you know, smoking cigars after games. And so now when someone else does it, it's always like, all right. When's the last time you saw Matt Stafford, excuse me, Matthew Stafford with, with a cigar? I, I can't think of a time ever yeah. outside of these moments, right? Like after the game or this parade, which, again, it was more of like a Joe Burrow thing. And then you look at the celebration. Who's the last quarterback we saw who won a Super Bowl who was hammered off tequila? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And so now he's up there, and you're like, all right, dude. I don't understand. By the way, I don't understand why he needs to have that up there with him on stage while he's talking. <laughs> Maybe there's an endorsement behind it, but it's one of those deals where, like, we almost feel like you can let your guard down and act like that. But in reality, like, what, what, why is it necessary? Like, the, the dude has been one of the best people throughout his career. And I'm not saying this makes him, like, a bad person or anything, but it just it doesn't seem as genuine and it doesn't seem necessary. You know what I'm saying? Like you could still be up there hammered. You don't need to be, you know, carrying around a bottle with you the whole time. I just thought it was interesting that it, I I believe that Matthew Stafford and Brian Kelly had the same speech therapist or speech uh, southern southern style of speaking is a therapist. <laughs> you know, we are in LA. They they don't really use uh, southern He's slang here. He's from Texas here. though. He's yeah, I, I get he's, it. I get he's it. always talked. He's talked that way since he was in Detroit. It just seemed a little heavier to me. I mean, it just seemed well, real. It, it, it seemed real booze, Brian, man. Brian Kelly-ish. You hey, know? your Pittsburgh accent comes out when you drink. It I've does not. It. It does. Are you I've a yinzer it. when you drink, LeVar? He, not a hey, he starts The way he starts talking, I, it, it sounds a little bit like I'm back in Pittsburgh. I'm oh, How does wow. that Pittsburgh accent I do sound? not know. I, I haven't heard it in quite some time. Well, I've, I've heard it. I've heard I, I, I don't know. It. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm proud of that. If you did, I, um, I, I, I look at that as a badge of honor. So. All right. So um, there you go. When the when the camera woman uh, takes a step back and falls off a nine or ten foot stage, um, if you had a couple of options, what do you think Matt Stafford does first? Was Get shocked, turn around and walk away and drink water and act like he didn't see it happen. No uh, way. You would go no, <laughs> no, no I mean, way. That can't just, be it. You know, that was, uh, that was odd. Uh, odd to see uh, how that all played what's, out. I what's, mean, B? Could, what's B? Uh, B would be uh, uh, throw, jump down throw there. Throw a pretzel? Yeah, throw, yeah, a pretzel yeah, throw a pretzel. Uh, well, that's a little bit more realistic. Or, or C, yeah. uh, jump down there and make sure that she's okay uh, because she stepped back and fell off but a 9-foot stage. But hold on now. Why jump down off a 10-foot stage and hurt yourself to see if somebody else is okay? That's a good point. Save yourself. I guess. It. Can I ask this? Is the woman okay? Do I don't know. know. I, I don't. I don't know. That's why I'm assuming there was no crash pad there because they pulled back on the camera shot to make sure it was like uh, when you see somebody, uh, the cops finally get to a guy in a car who's been on a high speed chase and the guns are drawn. They're like, all right, pull back just in case something happens. And uh, so I don't know if she's okay, but I just there thought, were a lot uh, of people look. making frantic movements with their arms and and. 
people crowding around. You saw a couple people running over there. So, I, I'm, I don't. <laughs> you, you know, you don't never want to speculate on something as serious in nature as that is. So I, I I'm gonna say this. I, I know for certain. She was not okay initially upon that drop. No, I, I do that, know uh, that for certain. Yeah, Something that, happened. An odd, uh, odd situation altogether. But uh, I mean, so anyways, to the point, right? It was a. <laughs> I mean, that cat Matthew Stafford said, "Oh my god," <laughs> sipped his water and walked away. Said, like this is not for me. Well, you got to get hydrated. You know, if you're going to booze and drink the 1942, you got to get hydrated. I, I just feel like works. he's done that before. Like I feel like he's seen somebody drop off of something before, and that was his reaction. Like, oh my god! Like, why does this always happen to me? Yeah. Not, not oh my god, she <laughs> fell. It's always what? me. It was like, it's oh always, my gosh, this, it's always me. I can't believe this happened to me. <laughs> Every Again. time. Why does this always happen? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah, it is. Like people uh, falling off of stages around me, like us falling off on our season or it, whatever it may be. I don't know. He's used to it. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Right now, uh, we turn it over to Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, uh, how we feeling? Uh, happy Thursday to you and yours. I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, good. Just uh, hanging out, uh, trying to figure out uh, if anybody was at this uh, Rams championship parade. I know you made a comment <laughs> about that. Uh, look, I, we're out here. Um, I, I mean, yeah. you know, not exactly, uh, you know, the Lakers uh, in the early 2000s. We'll just put it that way. A little, little different vibe with this one. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's probably a result of 22 years of there being no NFL team there and, you know, people have divided loyalties and I mean, let's call it what it is too. I mean, it's a little different out there. I think than it is in the Northeast or the Midwest where the teams are so ingrained, you know what I mean? Like I just, I think it's a different deal. And, and I had some fun with it yesterday, but it's not a shot at anybody. It's just, I mean, like, again, like those, those, those that, that market isn't Boston. It's not Philadelphia. It's not Chicago. It's not Cleveland pretty different out there i think you'd agree with that right oh 100 yeah but you know people yeah. get a little sensitive to that out here so that's uh that's the way this works yeah. um wanted to ask you on the uh, sean mcveigh uh, aaron donald front um we were talking about earlier this week it felt like yeah maybe aaron donald's looking to uh to get get a better deal sean mcveigh maybe he's got a deal on the table broadcasting wise what is your expectation what are you hearing about both those guys potential return or retirement next year yeah, I think we'll see. You know, I think you need a couple of days to kind of separate from this. And, um, you know, they've obviously been in the euphoria of, of everything, of winning a Super Bowl, of everything that comes along with it. Um, I, I think, you know, there's probably been a good portion of that that's been a little hazy for everybody involved, and rightfully so. Um, you know, and then I think, you know, today's the day when players start to filter out. Um, you know, they the parade yesterday, and I know – uh, players, a lot of coaches are, are leaving town um, today. And so, you know, I think this is when you sort of get into that period of reflection. And then when it comes to Sean McVay, I, I think the time is eventually going to come. Uh, maybe it's now, maybe it's not, when you know, he takes a year or two off, makes good money in TV, um, gets some family time, um, and, you know, then would come, wind up coming back at some point 
with, uh, you know, with the ability to be maybe the hottest coaching candidate in the history of football. Um, and then with Aaron Donald, I, I just think it's sort of the reality where we are with players, you know, like, and it's a good thing as, as I see it, um, you know, and the guys like Calvin Johnson and, and, and Patrick Willis have been able to make these decisions. Rob Gronkowski, before he came back, is in that category, too, where, you know, I think it's really three things. You know, number one, um, guys are cognizant of what football does to their bodies and the long-term effects can have. Number two, um, guys are making more money, so they've got more financial flexibility to walk away if they want to. And in a lot of cases, they're taking better care of their money. You know, and then number three, I think, you know, guys are looking ahead past football probably more commonly than they did 30 or 40 years ago. And so a lot of these guys have an idea of what they want to do after football. It's less scary, the idea of walking away. You know, so I think in general, you know, guys have more resources and more information to make these sorts of decisions. And so, you know, I think somebody like Aaron Donald, you know, I, I think certainly can look at this and say, I've taken care of my money. Um, you know, I, he's got family considerations, too, same way McVeigh does. And, you know, I think that there is that, 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 that piece of him that has thought to himself, what would it be like if I walked away? Um, you know, and again, like, you know, it's not as wild a decision if, if he were to do it um, as it used to be. You know, Calvin Johnson, I believe, walked away after nine years. Uh, Patrick Willis walked away after eight years. And this would be eight years for Aaron Donald. So you'd be right in line with those guys. I guess as you look at the landscape, though, of the NFC, do you think it's not enticing enough to go, hold on a second, if Tom Brady stays retired and if Aaron yep. Rodgers happens to move teams, uh, what's our competition, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson could be on the move, too. Like, you kind of look around and go, who really is standing in our way from repeating? Like, wouldn't that be enticing enough? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Brady. Dallas, San Francisco, right? Like, I guess would be the top ones. If you're taking Green Bay out of the equation, and look, if, if Aaron Rodgers is back, then you know obviously they're right back in the mix. But I'm with you. I mean, you look at the next five years in the NFL, and really, um, you know, like the if we want to tie this to quarterbacks, like a lot of it's in the AFC. You know, Burrow in Cincinnati, Mahomes in Kansas City, um, Lamar in Baltimore, Herbert in, in in LA, and of course Josh Allen in Buffalo. I mean, it looks a lot like a, like a lot of the strength, you know, when it comes to young quarterbacks in the league is in the other conference. So I think it would be enticing, the idea of coming back and, 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 and making one more run at it. And it wouldn't surprise me either if, you know, a guy like McVay or a guy like Aaron Donald resolves to say, you know, okay, like I'm going to give this one more and we'll see if we can go and repeat. You know, and then after that, I'm going to give this a really hard look, you know. And so for Aaron Donald, then that would be nine years. Uh, for Sean McVay, you know, like that would be, okay, and I, I got an opportunity to repeat as a Super Bowl champion and then imagine what, the, you know, the television networks would, 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 would be um, lining up to give me after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that certainly is a consideration, like your ability to repeat. And I think, you know, you have to look at where the Rams are too and, um, you know, their ability to bring everybody back. They do have some tough decisions to make. You know, Stafford is in line for an extension. Next year's a contract year for him. Vaughn Miller's a free agent. You know, Odell Beckham's a free agent, too. And you look at the receiver situation, and that's interesting also because now they do bring Beckham back. Then you've ta you're talking about having two receivers coming off of ACLs and Robert Woods and Odell Beckham. And so, you know, there are a lot of questions with where the Rams are going, too, coming out of this year. 
Um, you know, and I mean, obviously it was all worth it to win a championship, but I, you know, I, I think you balance kind of like some of the challenges that are head with the head for them with, like you said, like, you know, where the NFC is and how it looks like they may have, you know, a pretty viable path to another Super Bowl. Uh, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here on FSR. Um, what is going on with uh, Ky- Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, keeping it in the uh, NFC West? Um, you know, Chris Mortensen had the report that came out, uh, you know, where uh, there was a, a source within the Cardinals organization that called him selfish and immature sure etc etc kyler murray defended himself on social media like what what is happening from people you've talked to behind the scenes there with kyler and the arizona cardinals you know it's hard for me not to tie it to like the juncture of his career he's at um and i think that this has sort of started to happen the last couple of years where you know when you come into that fourth year um as a quarterback who goes who, who, who was drafted in the first round a decision point comes because that's when you're eligible for your first contract. That's when the team's got to make a decision on your fifth year option. And, you know, I think a player, you know, kind of finds some hard realities in that. And, you know, how willing is a team to extend for me? Um, and how, like, because these guys all hear how a team is all in for them um, when they're drafted in the first round. Well, after three years, you're going to find out the truth. You're going to see where your team stands, stands with you. And, you know, like whether or not they're willing to go forward with the contract extension, um, you know, like I think that that's a very real question. And so, like I, the way I look at it, you know, I, I think that the Cardinals are left wanting for some more from Kyler Murray in certain ways. The talent's all there. There's no question about that. Um, but, you know, I think the questions that, 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 that have been raised over the last year or so are – you know, can he can he can he can he can he be like the guy in the front of the room? Um, can he be a leader? Can he be the guy in the off season you can count on? And I know it got the attention of some guys in that building when he didn't show up to some of the off season program stuff last year. Now, in his defense, he did plan passing camps on his own in Arizona and Texas, and, and got guys out there to throw with him and everything else. But I do think there are some questions about him as a leader. And, um, and and I think that they want to see a little bit more from him in that department. And I think you add that to the friction or that, that to the contract situation and whether or not they're willing to extend him and maybe what he might have heard from the team if he and his agent went to the team and asked for an extension. And I think you can kind of add those up and see where the friction might be. Albert, I want to talk about another quarterback who it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen to him this offseason. Carson Wentz with the Colts. Uh, it, it sounds like they, they might be looking to move on from him or to get, get out from underneath some of the money that's owed to him as well. I, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I said this yesterday, and I kind of stand by it. I don't know that it makes sense for like them to look elsewhere or him to really go elsewhere at this point. Maybe they feel like they're done with them. I just I feel like they're making a, a kind of rash decision when he wasn't healthy going into the season, and it was his first year with a lot of the guys he's working with. Yeah, I mean Brady. I, I mean for him, I'm not sure. Like if that's if if this didn't work, I don't know what what, what will. You know, like I mean he's got Frank Reich there, and you know like they've got. I mean, pretty good infrastructure, you know. He's got Jonathan Taylor behind him, and he, you know, he's throwing to Michael Pittman and, and T.Y. Hilton. And, um, I mean, you know, is it is it what, like, Tom Brady walked into to in Tampa? Maybe not, but it's a pretty good situation. 
And, you know, I know there's real concern over how he faded down the stretch and, and what happened when it mattered most. And, you know, I think the, the, the problem the Colts have now is what they, what they saw the last month of the season correlates, like, almost perfectly to why Philadelphia wound up giving up on him. And so I think that's where your real concern is. It's not just, you know, what happened, um, you know, at the end of 2021. It's the way that 2019 and 2020 ended for him in Philadelphia. And, you know, I think that that's, that, that's the issue is, like, is this just who he is now? now? The problem for the Colts is if it's not Carson Wentz, then what? You know, like, where are you turning? And if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, and I'm not sure you even want to go to Indianapolis, but – you know, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, um, we'll see what happens to Russell Wilson. Where are your options? Where's your upgrade? And, you know, if, if, you, if you are looking for an upgrade, it is going to cost you because, you know, his, a lot of his money for next year is guaranteed. And so, you know, I think you have to sort of look at this as a value proposition for the Colts. It's do you give it another shot with Carson Wentz and see where it's going, or do you atta- detach from him just to detach from him? Because it's going to cost you at least $15 million. That's sunk cost. Um, it's going to cost you at least $15 million just to walk away from him. And so, you know, like that means going and getting Jimmy Garoppolo, say, let's just throw his name out there, um, for $24 million, I think would be, the, would be the, the number coming in. Now you're talking about spending $41 million to, to, to turn over your quarterback position. And, and is going and getting Garoppolo over once really worth it? So I think that's the way you have to look at it. And I think that's why there's still a, a decent chance that Wentz winds up back in Indianapolis, even if the Colts, you know, would, 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 would like to look at some sort of upgrade. I don't think it's there for them in the draft. And if you look at the veteran market, I mean, the top options, Deshaun Watson, who is probably not going to be available to them because he's in their division. Um, so I don't know where that better option is outside of, of going with Carson Wentz when you consider all the different factors with his contract and what you'd be bringing in. Uh, he is Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, always kind enough to join us every single week here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, and a good follow this time of year, especially with all the uh, potential quarterback movement and things around the league. Uh, Albert, yeah. we appreciate it. Uh, have a good thanks, weekend. Albert. We'll do it again next hey, week. Thanks for not cussing this week, too. We uh, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, I can't be clean. I was going to give that one. I- yeah. Thanks, I, 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 see, I see. I see. I operate a lot better at, at 8 a.m. versus 5 a.m. Yeah. Well, li- <laughs> well, listen. I mean, uh, we we thought it added a little bit of an edginess to you, and people were big fans of it. So uh, you know, we were good with it. You know. I, hey. Well, if you guys want me to reverse course, I, I can next week. Just uh, give me a heads up on that. Okay. He's, he's we'll, we'll the we'll best. Think about that. Uh, there he is, uh, uh, Albert. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Good stuff as always. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. You do, you just couldn't let it go, could you? You had you had to bust his balls one last time on the way out. What do you huh? mean? It's fun to talk about. I mean, he uh, covered you know, up the f bomb and left left out the, uh, you know, that the bad word for poop. Yeah, I mean, look, the way the dump works. If you're going to use one that close together, just hundred well percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he meant to use the second one. I think he was concerned with how he was naturally arriving at the first one. And then, you know, kind of got too comfortable with the second one that came out. Listen, now, we, we all make that mistake from time to time. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 
3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Can we do this, okay. though? Can we get an update on Live Bet Jesus? Um, How's that going? I'm trying. Uh, so there's, I'm trying. Uh, so he, uh, he appe- or she, it could be a she, I'm not it sure, um, appeared earlier and, and uh, bet on uh, the U.S. over Great Britain, uh, said it correctly this time, in uh, men's <laughs> curling. And um, I'm seeing that uh, GBR is leading right now, five to four. Uh, but I don't know uh, how much time is left. I don't know what stage this is. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know how scoring in curling works. So... <laughs> Uh, we're kind of flying blind here. It's like shuffleboarding. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if the scoring is the same. I think it is. Huh. By the way, is. I'm a phenomenal shuffleboard player. Are you really? Yeah. Are you? we got to yeah. play. Really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I've, I've only seen you shuffle your cards. Uh, <laughs> In my front pocket? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, the, uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen him out standing out Hollywood being security shuffle. for the Chargers game one time. <laughs> yeah, by the way. Ew. By the way, that's 100% going to be my Halloween costume this year, that Chargers security guard. I just got to find the uh, the red uh, trench coat and, you know. Did you Chuck E. Cheese shuffle? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, were, yeah, that would probably be smart. Yeah, that would get caught. Shuffle You are a class <laughs> act, pal. Straight, hey, time straight, for the news. Straight from the TV. <laughs> straight from the TV set to the gutter. Unbelievable. All right, uh, time for it. the news, baby. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. All right. Uh, This first one isn't really a news story. It's kind of interesting, though, coming off of the back of the Super Bowl. Um, Did you know each of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back to the big game? Oh, dang, Joey B. Yikes. That sucks. That is not a good stat. So we're talking like Jimmy G, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, obviously Kaepernick, Rex Grossman. Dan Marino. Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Dan Marino. But you had guys like Rich Gannon. Steve McNair, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Speaking of Drew Bledsoe, huh? Do you ever think he sits around like, hey, I'm as good as Tom Brady was? I just didn't need to get hurt. We would have won all the same games. He was a good quarterback. He was really good. And he's doing all right for himself now. He's got that winery. uh, What is it? uh, Double back? Is that what it's called? Double back? I like double and back. I think it's called double back. Yeah. Oh, is it called double back? I think it's called double back. I'm a wino. You guys are IPA guys. You wouldn't know anything. We did say that the name of the wine is called. Double back. Yeah, here I have, okay. I have a bottle right here. Lamar. Yeah, I see. see I see. All right. <laughs> it's one of those travel, travel All wines. All right, Brady, what we got? Uh, well, okay. we'll move on to an actual sure. news story. This one is actually kind of crazy, I'll be honest with you. So, an Ohio couple and their daughter, they're suing a doctor and a healthcare system. And uh, here's what happened the couple, Mike and uh, Janine. Oh, Mike and Janine. They underwent insemination, a procedure back in 1991 to fertilize the wife's eggs with the husband's sperm. 
only one problem. Uh, come to find out in Christmas of, of 2020, uh, Jessica and her husband, this is Mike and Janine's daughter, uh, they went to Ancestry.com. They got the kiss, the, the kits, right? Uh, ahead of a trip, you know, they're, they're going to Europe, and they want to test their DNA results, right, to go through their lineage and travel to different oh, spots. No. They came to find out that the father who had raised her was not her biological father. Oh, they're suing the doctor and the healthcare system because obviously there was something messed up when they went through the process of insemination. I wonder if it was yeah. Michael Jordan, would they still sue? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, I'm based just on saying, the photos, you know. um, the father's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh. Now, is she going to try? <laughs> is she going to try and get a uh, refund for uh, all the Father's Day gifts she bought? You know, she keep the I mean, that's going to that? be a large. That's going to be a large. Years and years of wasted settlement. money. They're not going to be able to pay that settlement. Yeah, how much is that going to be? You think? It's gonna be I, I don't figures. know the exact amount of the uh, of the lawsuit, but I mean, what price tag um, do you put on effing up my dad? <laughs> like <laughs> you gave me the wrong dad, you bastards. <laughs> I mean, well, think about the father, though. Like, the entire time he's raised her, he's I'm like... Suing, I'm suing if I'm the dad. <laughs> right. But I'm like, like oh, we're going to have a couple she's, lawsuits. She's got these quirky things about him, but that just must come from the mom's side. No, bro. Hey, that comes from someone and else. And then I'm looking at the mom like, were you in on this? Oh. Were you in on this? Yeah. Oh. Who's the daddy? <laughs> I need to know who's the daddy. <laughs> you know something. Are not the father. Oh, yeah, no. Bummer, you are not man. the daddy. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, Jonas really didn't have much on this topic. What's up, Jonas? Uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't trust any of those spit in the tube and send it in the mail sort of, uh, you know, arrangements. I just don't trust them. It feels yeah. like it would be a little flawed. Interesting. You know? I'm like, with you. Didn't you do on Brady? And you, like, no. You, okay. My thought, sister did. Apparently we're Italian. We didn't know that. Oh. Huh. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and there that Those explains the chicken parm. Uh, yeah, oh, that, yeah. oh, wow. Oh, you You're going to go there? Like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pac-Man. <laughs>